Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic, what makes the best leaders so good. Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Lerito, your host. So uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, the uh, uh, Bucks were playing the Panthers for the last game of the regular season, and uh, Tampa Bay ended up winning, I think it was 47-17, to 17, something like that, over the Panthers. Um, pretty much a big, big blowout. But what was interesting in that game, and I'm a huge Tom Brady fan, uh, is that there was a moment in that game, and I didn't see at the time what had happened. I just saw Brady, Tom Brady, the coaches wanted to pull him out. It totally makes sense. I mean, here's the guy, this game at, at this point was over, and uh, their star player, they don't want to risk injury. So natural that you'd assume that he'd be coming out of the game. At one point, he very forcefully said to the coaches, no, I'm going in. He literally put his helmet on and he went in. It was this moment of confrontation that was kind of funny uh, because you realize who who really runs that uh, that program, that team. But the backstory behind it, which was kind of interesting, is there was a really specific reason why he was not willing to get out of the game because he literally went in for one more play and then came out. He just wanted to get in there for one play. Now, what came out as the backstory afterwards is Rob Gronkowski, as tight end, needed one, actually needed, there were two hurdles he needed to um, uh, achieve in that game for two separate bonuses. One is he got a, five, as most many players do, they get bonuses for certain accomplishments in pretty much any sport. But uh, Rob Gronkowski had two uh, hurdles he needed to overcome. One was a $500,000 bonus if he reached 750 receiving yards. The other one was another $500,000 bonus if he got up to 55 catches. Now, going into that last game of the regular season, he actually had both of those in sight. He needed uh, like 85 yards for the yardage. He needed seven catches for the second and for the second bonus. And right at that moment where they were going to take Brady out, uh, the reason Brady went in because Gronk had actually exceeded his yardage. He got that $500,000 bonus, but he was one catch short. He just needed one more catch in order to get that other $500,000 bonus. That was solely the reason that Brady went back in. Sure enough, uh, got the ball, threw it right to Gronk. Gronk caught it, and that one catch got him five hundred thousand bucks, um, or got him over that bonus for five hundred thousand dollars. So, what's interesting is that brings up a great leadership question: like, should leaders? What happens when a leader does that? You know, what is the good and the bad? And I'll just share with you my opinion on that. Overall, I think it was. A great move, I think, as a leader helping one of your star players, somebody who's contributed so much to the team, you help that person achieve a goal and a victory and a bonus, whatever the case that may be, is a great thing. Now, had some other quarterback been in there, maybe he wouldn't have been motivated to 
make the play to, to Gronk and help him for that reason. Obviously, if that was not the right move and it wasn't for the benefit of the team, so if Brady was really risking something, let's say the game was really close uh, and Gronk was not in a good position and there's a potential interception or something like that, that would not be a good move because that would be putting Gronk's bonus ahead of the team's success. That would not be good leadership. Okay, In this case, there was neither of that. The team was well ahead. I think it was, was middle of third quarter, if I'm not mistaken, maybe beginning of the fourth quarter. I think it was beginning of the fourth quarter. Uh, team was well ahead. There was no risk. Uh, Gronk was wide open. I mean, it wasn't even like it was hard. And it was an easy, like, I don't know what it was, a 10-yard pass or something. Uh, so it wasn't anything of those circumstances. So did Brady do the right thing? Absolutely. Because what happens with the rest of the team? Now, you got both sides of it. Some people say, well, you know, then that's favoritism, right? The leader is helping one person. Is he going to do the same thing with all his other players? You know, I'd have to say a guy like that might. He probably would, again, with the same parameters. Hey, as long as it's not going to hurt the team and as long as it's... um, uh, as long as it's not jeopardizing the win or it's not going to you know, jeopardize the play, then yeah, you know, he's probably going to do that. But the other part of it might be, you know, does it matter if it's a person who's contributed a lot versus somebody who may not have? And in that case, yeah, I do think it does. Because what you're doing as a leader is setting a tone and expectations and standards. So would I go out of my way more for somebody who's a top producer or a top contributor than somebody who is not? Yes, I would. Because I think that's important. That's differentiation. You treat everybody fairly, but not equally. In my opinion, that's a great way to run an organization. Everybody has an opportunity to play as hard as they want, contribute as much as they want, and you need to reward the people that are going above and beyond. So when you have a star player or a top person, these are the types of things that you do. I think in general, leaders that are focused on their people's goals and their bonuses and their personal goals is a leader that is a um, is is truly in it to help their people win. It's not about them. They know that naturally if they help their people win, then that leader is going to win. That's a true, authentic leader. That's a servant leader. In that case, Brady is being a servant leader. Now, he's ultimately making the call. Hey, I'm staying in the game. I don't care. You're not taking me out. I'm going to control this, and I'm going to make sure Gronk gets his pass. Uh, And he did. And that was a great accomplishment, and everybody really won in that situation. Maybe not the team uh, because they had to shell out some more money, and they didn't need to necessarily to win that game. But in reality, yeah, they win because overall they've had a guy who's contributed hugely to the team uh, and um, and overall uh, are now in good standing moving into the playoffs. We'll see. We'll see what happens uh, with the team. But overall as a leader – This is an incredibly important thing a leader can do. Look for opportunities where you can help your people accomplish a goal. If you can give them a little nudge, and I'm not saying you don't help them cut corners, no, because that sets the wrong tone, the wrong example. You don't help them manipulate a system or anything like that, no. You don't give them a handout, no. That wasn't a handout. That was, listen, Gronk had to be open. Gronk had to catch the ball. Gronk had to be good enough to be on the playing field to begin with. Gronk had to get the contract that he got. He he's the one that did all the work. You know, Brady did what you know now 
helped him finalize that, you know, last play that he needed to. He just threw him the ball, but Gronk did everything else. Um, so make sure you're putting yourself, in, you're putting your people in a place where they know what they need to do to win and contribute and get to that point, and then help them. Help them get that bonus. Help them achieve their personal goals. And when you do that and you take an interest in that, just knowing your personal, your, your people's personal goals and business goals is absolutely critical. You'd be surprised how many leaders have no idea. They don't ask. They never ask the question, hey, you know, three years from now, things are going great for you, both personally and professionally. What's happened? That's a great question to ask. Super powerful. And then remember it. Write it down. Record it. Whatever you got to do and follow up on that. Every few months, whatever. Hey, how's that going? You know, I know you want to you, you want, you uh, get that lake house. You know, how's that going? What can I do to help? I mean, what, what needs to happen here in work for you to feel comfortable that you can do that? What things can we work on that can pave the way to have that even happen sooner? I mean, think about if your leader said that to you and genuinely took an interest in helping you achieve that goal. Wow, you're going to just work that much harder, right? That's what true leadership is. That's servant leadership. And that's that's a powerful leader. That's a leader that has influence, tremendous influence. So uh, in any event, uh, I thought that was a great opportunity to share that concept. Uh, again, I loved it. I love the fact that I didn't really know what was going on until after and I heard the backstory. Uh, those are always fun. So in any event, I hope this was helpful. Do something with it. As always, this is interesting until it's you do something with it, then it's impactful. So uh, make this impactful. Take this lesson, implement it, do something with it, and let me know how it goes. As always, share, subscribe, like, go down below, give five-star review, and we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at laritogroup.com. Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P.com. Thanks. Lead on.